0: Welcome to What You Say in English, the podcast where you can get feedback on your speaking skills.
1: Just send your recording, and Frank will tell you what you're doing great and where you probably need to improve on. What are
0: you waiting for? We want to hear what you say in English.
2: good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to everyone who's listening to me. This is another episode of What You Say in English, the podcast where I listen to you speak English and I give you, you know, feedback. My honest and uh, professional feedback, if I can, if I'm allowed to say that. Today, uh, today's episode is packed with a lot of surprises because we have a message from someone from Senegal. Uh, You will listen to it. It's, it's a, it's a great message, and this is what I love about my listeners, because they, you know, appreciate the what I do for people. And we also have a person from Saudi Arabia who is living in Spain, um, and we also have another one who left a message through the website. Remember that you can also do any of the tasks that I have uploaded in the, uh, the website and that you will see in the description of the show. And you can do any of the activities that are there. By the way, I have to change them because, you know, I haven't changed them in, in quite some time. And you can do any of those activities and send me a recording uh, via Valkaroo or the message system that we have here at, at Anchor. Or just record yourself and send it to podcast at language teaching So in order to speed uh, things a little bit, let's let's first l- take a listen to our sponsor.
1: How long have you been preparing for your IELTS exam and still don't know how to improve? Take IELTS.net takes your exam preparation a step further by mixing real-life mock exams with full reports on your performance written by real IELTS examiners. More than 53,000 test takers have benefited from a recognized and trusted mock exam with high reliability and high quality standards. Save 10% in your next order with what you say in English. Go to takeielts.net and use the code WISE, that's W-Y-S-E, during checkout.
2: Yes, remember that you have a 10% discount with our special promotional code, which is uh, WISE, W-Y-S-E. It's a 10% that you can use in any of the packs that TakeIELTS.net has in their website. And you can uh, thank me later for that because uh, the the kind of feedback that you get after you take any of the mock tests is just amazing. It's a full report. It's uh, with lots of corrections and, and ways in which you can improve your English. So without further ado, let's start with a message. Uh, Ahmed from Senegal sent this to us.
3: Hello, Frank. How are you? This is Ahmed from Senegal. I just wanted to present my appreciation to your podcast uh, because I think you have a different approach from what we use to see from podcasters um, in a positive way, though. Um, It is because you have a bond, a connection between you and your listeners. You correct their mistakes. You encourage them the good things that they're doing. You appreciate the good things that they're doing. And I I also admire the way you correct learners' mistakes. You used to say things that they uh, probably need to improve. And I think it is a quite polite way of correcting mistakes. It doesn't sap uh, the learner's energy. It doesn't sap them of energy. It doesn't diminish their confidence. I am very grateful for you on the podcast. Once again, Ahmed from Senegal, thank you.
2: Wow, those are great words. Thank you very much, Ahmed. And I really thank you because you you appreciate what I'm doing. And this is something I do out of my own heart because uh, I'm not getting any um financial support for this the only financial support that i get is from the the sponsor of the show and just a commission just a small commission every time someone uh, uses my code uh, for net. and let me congratulate you on your pronunciation your enunciation and articulation is just awesome uh, i can i can feel that there's a british vibe on on your speaking now I'm, I'm not really sure if you live in senegal or you're living in in the uk uh I, it's probably you know a little bit of both i mean you come from senegal but it, i can feel that uh for some reason you probably live in the in the uk in in london maybe um because this is the, the the you know when you get to live in a place for a long time you start picking up the accent from the place which is something i'm going to comment on Um, in the you know with the last person we have in today's episode so once again thank you Ahmed now the following person we have today is Aisha from Saudi Arabia she has been living in Spain for about a year Um, according to what she said in the in the interview that i did with her and she also talked about her experience with languages okay so let's take a listen to the interview so hi um what's your name
1: hi my name is aisha
2: and where are you from aisha
1: i'm from uh, saudi arabia
2: and where are you living now
1: i live in uh, malaga spain
2: oh that's amazing when did you arrive in in malaga about 20 years. Okay, good. And and are you doing anything now? I mean, are you working or do you study? I
1: um, um, study the language, Spanish. And, and and how is
2: it going with with Spanish?
1: I'm confusing now with Arabic and Spanish and English.
2: <laughs> well, and
1: that, a little bit of uh, Turkish también.
2: Also, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can, yeah, I can see that you know, languages sometimes languages, you know, fight to you know take over, and and I, in in my case, for example, I'm bilingual in you know English and Spanish, and sometimes a word comes up in English first, or a word comes up in Spanish first. So mm-hmm. it it's a it's a relief for me, for example, when I talk when I talk to people who can speak both languages, because I can switch from one and the other. How and, many
1: language, uh, languages do you speak?
2: Um, well, I can. I speak English, I speak Spanish. I I would say that I have a basic, well, basic, low intermediate level of French. And I took up Russian about three years ago. And I'm just a basic learner, because I think Russian is, you know, a complicated language
1: mm mm-hmm. that's nice for languages.
2: Yeah, and how many languages do you speak?
1: Uh, three languages, uh, Arabic, Spanish, English, and a little bit of Turkish.
2: And are there any similarities between Turkish and Arabic?
1: Yes, there is many.
2: For example?
1: Merhaba, uh, merhaba, it mm-hmm. means uh, hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, teşekkür uh, ederim. Shukran, it means thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. There's well, many,
1: but right now I don't have any art <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's funny because I know that, um, you know, Spain uh, was, uh, at least the south of Spain was, uh, um, you know, uh, under the rule of, uh, you know, uh, the Moors, and, and they spoke Arabic. And I, I know that Arabic was a big part of... Uh, a big influence on Spanish. Uh, a lot of words in Spanish come from Arabic. And yes, there are many, exactly. many similarities. Many similarities. I mean, if, if you listen to the music, uh, you know, the, the music in southern Spain and, and the influences. And you would say that there there are a lot of similarities with Arabic music in general.
1: Yes. For the, example, Almoada mm-hmm. uh, in Spanish. A pillow. A pillow, see, yeah. in Arabic, al muhadda. Oh, المخدة that's... <laughs>
2: that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Also, sugar. How do you say sugar in Spanish? In... Uh, mm-hmm.
1: in a sucker. In
2: Spanish,
1: Arabic? in Arabic, a <laughs> sucker. Also, al jabon, al
3: jabon.
1: Soap, uh, which Arabic, is soap. Soap. Uh, in Arabic, al uh, sabon. Sabun, al-khabun, al-madda, al-mukhadasi, and many's.
2: Yes. What is your normal day like?
1: Mm, three hours, uh, I studied Spanish in uh, in school, school language. Mm-hmm. Um, one hour, exercise. Um, I love to cook mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh also I love reading. I read many books just in Arabic okay. right now. Okay. What else? And now I'm focusing in English
2: okay. a little bit. Okay. That's great. What what do you think is the most difficult for you? Uh, the most difficult thing for you in English?
1: Mm, right now the most difficult things in uh when we use the languages. We okay. don't mix it okay the spanish and the english and the arabic
2: yeah but in terms of listening grammar you find it easy
1: yes uh in english writing for me it's most difficult
2: okay i understand well yes i know that the spelling is quite different you know when when you pronounce words and and when you spell words is is a lot different sometimes
1: Yes. And it In is. In Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, um, the opposite.
2: Okay, super easy. Yes. Okay, so tell me um, if you have a funny anecdote that you can share, uh, can you tell me something funny that happened to you recently or that you can remember?
1: Last week, uh, I burned the food. <laughs> I left it in the cut co- in the kitchen, and um, yes, <laughs> this is what I have in my mind right now. <laughs>
2: ah, that's fine. That's great. What were you doing? What were you cooking?
1: Uh, I'm cooking uh, a meat, but uh, uh, boiled meat, and I didn't realize that. No, I uh, water, mm-hmm. and I left it uh, when I was walk, uh, talking with my uh, family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and do you come from a big family?
1: Yes, from a,
2: a very, very big family. <laughs> How many brothers and sisters do you have? Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, in my case, I usually, I, I say that I come from a big family, but not as big as yours. Um I have we're seven. Um I have three brothers and three sisters. And they're all scattered a- around the world. I mean I have family here in Spain, I have family in the US. I also have family in Venezuela where I was born and you know. And, and but when I say I, I come from a big family but then your family is bigger. <laughs> yes. Um is there any brother or sister you have a close relationship with?
1: Uh yes. But my um, family live in Arabia, Saudi, Saudi Mm -hmm. Arabia,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right now. And I'm talking with them once uh, a
2: week. Okay. Um, So thank you very much. uh, And I hope that you, you know, learn Spanish quickly and you can communicate with other people in in Spanish.
1: Thank you very much for your time. And that's weird uh, that... That now we are, uh, I don't know how Co- to say connected? it.
2: Connected, you could
1: connected.
2: So yes. Well, thank you. Well, that was great. I think, I think that most of the corrections—it's not really corrections. I mean, things that she, she's doing that, in a way, uh, you know, diminish her wonderful performance in the interview. I think she, uh, what I liked most about her performance is. Uh, was the the way the, how natural she sounded and how confident she felt with with the conversation that we had so i'd like to get started first with the things that she might probably need to improve if she wants to you know improve her communication skills the first one is when she talked about what she liked doing she said this
1: also i love reading i did read many books just in arabic
2: and i think well apart from the collocation uh, we don't say that you do books. You, you, we have to use the, the verb read. You read books. And I think this was a missed opportunity for her to use the present perfect. Um, of course, you can, you can say it, I read books in Arabic, but I think that this is a missed opportunity to use the present perfect. It's totally understandable the way the way she would say it i mean like using the verb read but i think it would convey the meaning a lot better if she had used the the present perfect i've read books in Arabic and this is a constant in her delivery i mean i think she missed a lot of opportunities to be using more complex uh, grammatical forms i think that you can enrich your delivery the way you talk when you mix tenses when you um use different a variety of structures for example present perfect Past perfect and, th- and in combination with past continuous, and so on. So, remember that you have to use a variety of uh, structures if you want to really enrich the way you talk in English. You can also notice it in the way that she said this.
1: Uh, I'm cooking um, a meat.
2: If you remember the conversation, she was talking about the routines that she usually, you know, uh, the things that she usually does, and of course, I'm cooking a meat. I'm I'm cooking the meat. Um, I mean, it, it's not the the proper way to talk about the routines. I mean, to talk about the habits that she has. Uh, in this case, for example, um, she shouldn't have used the present continuous. Now, in this following example, uh, we have some language mixing. Now, language mixing is a phenomenon that occurs whenever you're learning a language. And depending on how proficient you become in one of the languages, other languages might step in. Now, uh, listen to what, she, what Aisha said.
1: I didn't realize that no I uh, water. Mm-hmm. And I left it uh, when I was walk- uh, talking with my uh, family.
2: And if you noticed, for those who speak Spanish, um, you would have noticed that she used um, no hay. She literally said, there's no water. But she used instead of there is, she said no hay, which is the the, the equivalent, the translation in Spanish. Now, I was lucky to get it because I also speak Spanish. But in, in cases, for example, when she has to talk with other people, maybe um this kind of intrusion of another language will affect intelligibility because the other person will not be able to understand her. So um, I know that this is a common phenomenon. and it doesn't mean that she doesn't know what uh, how to say it in English, but it's it's a it's a very interesting phenomenon that has been studied for uh, by a lot of scientists. and, it's more interesting still when the kind of interference that we get from another language occurs in the middle of the word. For example, it's widely known for, uh, for people who live uh, in bilingual families, for example, in Miami um, and uh, California, for example, or New York, where there's a lot of Spanglish going on. You will hear a lot of people uh, changing. For example, if a faucet tap is uh, leaking, uh, you know, there's drops of water coming out. Um, you can say, oh, a lot of people would probably say liqueando, which is a mix between uh, oh, the translation. I mean, mixing leak with uh, the ing form in Spanish, which is ando or yendo, depending on the case, but liqueando. So would be it would be uh, leaking. So that kind of um, uh, intrusion or mixing of languages refers to something that people um, how people internalized both languages are in the person's brain and how identified the person feels with both languages. So this is not a problem in itself it would be a problem for example if Aisha had to move to another country and speak English and if of course she if she mixes um, other languages in in her delivery I mean it would of course it would create confusion So my recommendation to you Aisha is, that you record yourself and try to and and listen to yourself and try to get the moments in which you mix, um, languages. So, you you know, you don't do it again. And finally, when she was uh, talking about how often she talks to her family, she said this.
1: And I'm talking with them once uh, a
2: week. And this is just a mistake in the use of present continuous with uh, frequency. For example, when we talk about habits, in this case it's once a week, um, we should use present simple. I talk to them once a week. But overall, I think Aisha did really well. I think that she can do a lot more than she did in the interview. I have a feeling that she does have more awareness in the language. Uh, of course in we we didn't talk much I mean we didn't have um, I, I didn't have enough time you know for this uh, episode, but I know that she would be able to speak a lot, uh, produce more language and if of course if I had asked her more complicated questions, I would bring up um, the areas in which uh, the areas in which she needs a little more help with. But again, I mean, as I said in the beginning, I think there were many uh, missed opportunities for her to be using more complex structures. I have to say that she did well. um, But, you know, I think that sometimes you have to showcase in a short time. You, You have to showcase how much English you know. Now, the second or last person in today's episode is a very interesting case, his name is Ignacio, and he sent me a recording via the website. Um, he sent. Uh, he used the last task, the, the one with the video in which you uh, hear or you watch, uh, the process of how governments deal with pandemics. And if you remember, I think it was in episode 5 or 6, in which we had speakers from India. They also performed this task, and they... they gave they produced some wonderful pieces of language that that you know if you want to listen to it just go back I'll wait here for you um, but in this case we have a person he, he's as I said he's Nacho well I guess people would call him Nacho from um, Spain and he did really well so l- first l- let's listen because this is quite interesting
0: hello um okay following your question um, what I learned from the video is that there are three different ways of approaching the matter. This pandemic that we're going through just now. Uh, the first one talks about racing through it, I think, because the, the way he described it, the the way he described it, the way it was described, um, basically, it says that we should let the virus spread, just go from person to person and, and let everybody get it so we can all develop this herd immunity with the disadvantage that it causes a lot of deaths especially I guess, in the weakest people and uh, that way. second one is to control it and, and get vaccinations i guess that's the one that takes longer the one that takes longest because um, you know you need to be slow and you need to let the Companies that are doing the research to develop a vaccine for it. And I mean, I guess that takes a lot of time. And the third one talks about um, the coordination of every country. And I think that's, that's a very difficult one because imagine if it's already difficult to coordinate a small town like the one I'm living in. Lebanon, uh, imagine what it would be like to try and coordinate countries um, in the European Union, which is funny because it's supposed to be a coordinated organism already. Uh, you can see how Spain, France, Italy, Germany are all taking different measures to, to the same issue. So it would be a, a difficult one. Uh, I didn't find it difficult to understand, although just the video was full of um, technical words or words that could be difficult to understand, words that you don't use on a daily basis. But I think the guy that was doing the speech had a very clear accent and a very clear pronunciation which made him easy to follow. I would recommend this video to uh, everybody. I think it's a very interesting subject the one we're going through just now and everybody's uh, arguing about it and we all seem to have an opinion. I think this gives us a little bit of a background, a little bit of a, a basis to, to discuss uh, the solutions the governments and authorities are trying to take. And Obviously it's a very relevant issue, a very relevant matter because it's in the media on a daily basis and it's the main subject conversation for everybody just now okay thank you
2: i was really surprised uh, because it's it's a very well done task i mean i think nathio you did really well and honestly i have nothing absolutely nothing to comment on the way you use grammar and vocabulary i think you managed it really splendidly well now, I don't know you, I mean listeners, but I have the impression that you either uh, lived in Scotland for a long time or you learned at a Scottish school. Um, I don't know which which of those two cases, or you probably have a lot of contact with people from Scotland uh, because you show a lot of the markers. If you didn't grow up in, in, in Scotland, I mean... If you had, uh, tell me that you l- grew up in Scotland, I would definitely believe you because your pronunciation, your response had most, I mean, had a lot of the markers that we identify uh, with Scottish speakers. The first example and why why I got to that impression is this.
0: And um, what I learned from the video is that there are three different ways of approaching the matter, this then that we're going through just now
2: and this piece uh this segment this extract shows two examples one of the the, is the trilling r, the way you said there are and the way you said three you trilled and i know that for spanish speakers it's something really easy to do because the the trilled r is a, a common feature in spanish in any variety of spanish by the way uh, when you say, for example, perro, which is dog in Spanish, um, we trail the R, and Scottish English has that feature as well. When we say three, or oh, my Scottish is just awful. Uh, my my Scottish friends would definitely laugh at my <laughs> attempt to uh, <laughs> to imitate their accents. But um, this is a very common feature. The second one is this one. Just call. The way you say "just go" person to person, go, uh, we normally produce an uh, a diphthong. I mean, it's o. It starts with an o and finishes with an u. But in your case, you did something that many Scottish speakers do, which is go. I mean, it's just a flat o. It's not a diphthong. It's more a monophthong. A monophthong is just one vowel. And again, this is something common in, um. Scottish speakers, which is, you know, very interesting. And I love, I mean, I have to say, I love, if I didn't say it before, I say it now, I love Scottish accent. Another marker that you, that I identified in your delivery was this.
0: Second one is to control it and and get vaccinations.
2: And the way you pronounced through, you said it with a fronted Ooh. I mean, it's a ooh that, that it's more in the front part of your mouth, which is also very common in Scottish English, uh, in, you know, the, that variety of English. And you did it just flawlessly. I mean, you did it really well. Another marker that I noticed was this. I guess that takes a lot of time. <laughs> he said, I guess that takes a lot of time. And I mean, if you compare to the way I said time, I would, um, I would emphasize more the ah. Uh, that time, time. So the e sound is very short. In your case, you said you said it both parts equal. So you said time. So is e at the end uh, is m- a little more stress in Scottish English. I mean, it's very common, and you said it just flawlessly. You said it really, really well. And in this next extract, um, I I couldn't help but remember, um, you know. When, when people talk about Braveheart, the film in which Mel Gibson, for some people, they consider it to be a terrible uh, imitation of Scottish accent. But, you know, uh, the way he said country, the word country. So listen to this.
0: The coordination of every country.
2: And the way you said it was, uh, you know, the typical way that a, a Scottish speaker would say it. And 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 I, when I heard it, I was like, this this person is definitely. I mean, this person has had a lot of contact with uh, people from Scotland. And again, if you t- if you tell me that you lived in Scotland, I would believe you totally. And lastly, the way you said the word background. Listen to this.
0: I think this gives us a little bit of background.
2: Again, you're stressing the R back, ground, and the way you say the O U, the ground is is just you know typical Scottish. So again, thank you very much, uh, Ignacio, for sending me that wonderful recording of you um, answering the question. You did really well. Um, honestly, I don't have anything to tell you that can make you you know uh, feel or that i feel that you should improve on your english because you do it really well and i if you wanted to sound scottish if you on purpose you wanted to sound scottish wow i mean i'm just impressed so thank you very much it was a delight i mean it was so wonderful to hear because uh, personally speaking i love scottish accents (laughs) So this is the end of today's episode, and this is what I love. I mean, I love, in this case, we had three people participating, not just one. And this is what I like from you. I mean, this is, uh, this is what I'm expecting every week every every time I, I produce an episode so don't stop keep sending me your recordings keep participating because this is what makes this podcast uh you know have life and you give me life every time you listen to my podcast and you send me all those wonderful recordings so mm, please never stop and remember that you can subscribe to my podcast in any of the uh, service providers that you will see in the anchor website and don't forget to share it with other people that might be interested in getting feedback on their speaking skills. Remember that I'm out there just helping everybody out and, you know, help them to improve the, the way they speak in English. So until next week, bye bye!